Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. But I'm seeing colleagues right now with this business with our college here. There are colleagues who are being forced to stop practice or who are forcing, choosing to stop practicing pain medication management because of the, the, the drawn-out battle with the college. And these patients are going to be left high and dry. There will be nobody to look after them. I, it's, it's just it's very, very sad mess. As uh, Dr. Maria Redmond, she's pain management specialist in Ottawa talking about the fact that there are doctors in Ottawa, as we understand now across the country, who are just stopping practicing pain management because of pressure from their provincial colleges of physicians and surgeons stopping practicing pain management so the patients don't have anybody to go to. They're losing doctors. Don Ray Downton found out that as she reported uh, in the last half hour that other physicians are having their prescribing privileges taken away, pain doctors. So they can't prescribe opioids. So I guess when the, when the colleges and the governments run out of rationale, they just make the situation worse for the patients. The last 24 hours, I've received several contacts from doctors want to explain to me just how the situation is, but I gathered from the emails that they want to be critical. Well, that's fine. The Minister of Health wasn't able to answer questions. Maybe you can. I'm talking to the doctors. And I'd like to say to some doctors, if you're worried about your patients, I understand you're worried about your medical licenses. We've, we've heard that. We've heard doctors have said to their patients, I have to worry about losing my license. That's why I have to cut back on your opioids. If you're worried, why don't you fight back? Why don't you fight for your patients? Don't call me with excuses. Fight for your patients. Remember the line, first, do no harm? If you know your patients are in agony and you're cutting back on their medications, we're not talking about street drugs here. We're not talking about wild-eyed people looking for their next fix. Talking about good people, decent people, productive people, parents, grandparents in agony. Because somebody in a lab coat is scaring you. You have an association. You get together to fight governments for pay. 
population generally supports you. Why don't you fight for your patients? Some doctors have contacted me and uh, they and I read the emails and it sounds like, hey, hey, Roy, you know, you're right on the mark. Boom. And then they disappear. When I send emails asking them to come on the air, you know, come on the air, let's talk about it. First, at first they're interested and then you don't hear anymore. Maybe they've been intimidated. I don't know, but they're not responding. But there are people who are terrified. And then I, I'm just a radio talk show host. I don't have the power to provide help. You do. I know your license means a lot to you. But your license is there so that you can take care of your patients. Isn't it? Isn't that why you're a doctor? Why well, I like I like Dr. Mary Redmond. She is something special. Going to have her back. Anytime Minister Philpot feels she's got answers for my fantastic questions, you're welcome back, Minister. I know you people listen to what I say about pain meds because I'm the only media person nationally who's doing this now. Some others are uh, are on it, but these are real people like Jamie. Now, Jamie isn't Canadian. She's in. Uh, she's from the United States. But she contacted me. See, this is this is North America wide. It's 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 global. I had an email from a desperate patient in Sydney, Australia. Please help me. So I con I was contacted by Jamie in uh, in Massachusetts. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Ray. How are you today? Well, I'm fine. How are you? Um, I've had better days, but days not so bad. Thank you. <laughs> so. Tell us what uh, what's wrong with your back. I was in um, a pretty bad car accident in 2005. I was 24 at the time, or 23, almost 24. Um, I was hit by a drunk driver, and the accident reconstruction team stated that my car rolled a minimum of eight times. It took me almost eight months to walk again, and I had hematomas so bad across my legs um, that it took almost a year and a half for those themselves to go away. I have 18 compression fractures. I have eight herniated discs. I have six bulging discs. Um, because of the, the compression fractures are pretty much in between my shoulder blades, I now have severe uh, kyphosis, what uh, some people would know as a dowager thump, because my discs have basically uh, collapsed in on themselves. And the, that particular area of my spine is inoperable. The odds of the, of the surgery that they would have to do helping is only about 35 to 40% that it will work or actually make me any better. My lower back, um, I need this fusion surgery. It has been a little over 12 years that I have dealt with this now on top of other medical conditions that I had prior to that, such as endometriosis and fibromyalgia. Um, it has been a long road for me. For the so, first three... no, go, go ahead, go ahead. 
three years after my car accident, um, I went from doctor to doctor to doctor where, you know, they basically said, you know, your tissue and, and stuff is going to take time to heal. You were in a traumatic car accident. Just give it time to heal. Um, some doctors didn't believe me at all. And I remember walking out of my doctor's offices crying, you know, holding hands with my husband and our very young daughter at the time, wondering why nobody would help me. Yeah. Jamie, you know, Jamie, I mean, when, when they did help you, I don't want to rush you along, but when they did help no, you, no, no. Uh, they provided you with a daily fentanyl prescription, correct? They did, yes. I was, um, but prior to being put on any opioid medication, what They uh, tried all sorts of other I, things. Uh, oh, oh, Lord, yes. Yeah. I, so I, so, I, so when, you, when, you run the, when you run the fentanyl, yes. um, fentanyl yes. patches, yes. how many years were you on the fentanyl? I was on the fentanyl, same exact dose, for just under 10 years. And it helped? Oh, very much so, yes. It made your life livable? Yes, it made my life livable. I was able to do things that I hadn't been able to do okay. in many years. So now they've taken you way down, and they're going yes. to take you even further down because your family doctor told you that the clinic, who the, the owners of the clinic, have decided how much pain medication each pain patient can have. And that's, that is correct. That is an extremely low level, which is not going to do you any good at all. And it left no. you in absolute desperation. It, it has. I am, I am very, very scared um, what is going to happen when they lower me anymore. And I told my doctor that on Friday. Um, I was advised that they would be lowering me even more or tapering me more. And I had expressed my concerns to him, and I told him, in no uncertain terms, I do not think that my body can tolerate being lowered anymore. What did he say to His you? What's that? What did he say to you? His response to me was, well, it's not your license on the line. My response back was, no, it's my life on the line. His response to you is, it's not your license that's on, on the line. That's how he justifies pulling you off, pulling you off your meds. Well, the upside of this is that I got you in touch with uh, Dr. Lynn Webster, who was on this program. You did, and I cannot thank you enough for doing so. Well, it just seemed to me that Dr. Webster is one of those doctors who cares tremendously about his patients. He's the former head of the Pain Physicians Association in the United States. He was yeah, investigated yeah. by the drug the DEA for four years because he takes care of his patients, and then they dropped the investigation because there was nothing to investigate. He's just a good doctor, but he is yeah. now he's now going to he's now giving you some names, and he's given you references yeah. or referrals, yeah. and hopefully yeah. hopefully this will work out for you. He has not only did um, he correspond by email with me to um, give me a list of names. There's probably uh, maybe 30 names on the list. But not only did he do that, he also highlighted the people that he knows personally. And he sent each one of them an email for me um, as sort of like a referral for me, um, trying to find me help. Okay, and Jamie. that is amazing to me. So there's the contrast. Your doctor, who says to you, it's not your license on the line. And another doctor, Dr. Webster, who you don't even know until, hadn't had any correspondence with him until today, putting personal referrals through to doctors he knows for you. 
There's a good doctor, yeah. and there, frankly, is a bad doctor. And, and, you know, there's, there is such a lack of doctors like Dr. Webster out there. So many people suffer uh, with doctors that just don't care, yeah. or they're you know, more concerned of, about their licensing than they are about their patient's health. And, you know, not only uh, once I started being tapered, not only did, you know, my already existing health problems get really bad, but something else started to happen. My pain levels were so high, yeah. my body could not tolerate it. No, I understand. I, I understand, Jamie. I, I do. I'm yeah, sorry, my dear. I've got to run, but I, I've got to run, but I'm so glad that we were able to get something started for you anyway. You know, it's, it's 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 about the patient. I'm glad it's working for you. I'm just I just want people to understand there are ways to get things done. Thank you, Jamie, and I'm going to stay in touch with you. Thank you. Ryan. You be well. Bye bye. You as well. Thank Thanks. You. So there. Uh, sorry, we're running a little short on time, but there's Jamie, and uh, so she's going to get some help. You just listened about the the damage in her back, and then try to think of the the pain that she has to live with 24 hours a day. And her doctor says, well, it's not your license. Dr. Webster stepped up. Good guy. Great guy. When we come back, Ben Eisen, co-author of the Fraser Institute Report on uh, transfer payments and what the people of Alberta have contributed to this country to keep us financially stable. Stick around.